0: Hello, welcome to episode 209 of the stuttering the school podcast my name is danielle rossi you can call me danny and on this episode coming to you from toronto and canada actually it's a very cool connection that i make it's a it's a con- uh, google plus <laughs> google plus hangout connection i will be speaking with Gareth Welcome, who if you're if you've been on social media the past month or so, and I'm assuming you have, (laughs) you've most likely come across a series of articles that made its rounds, made their rounds all over the place uh, in the stuttering world regarding virtual reality being developed for to help people who stutter. So Gareth Welcome is a student at nottingham trent university who is currently uh completing his master's thesis in well virtual reality to help people who stutter and i and at the same end he's in nottingham in the uk and at the same time i'm also i'll also will we'll also be chatting with one with his advisor my friend and uh, previous stuttering school guest Grant Meredith from Australia <laughs> so it's quite the feat, uh around around the world and across time zones to talk about well virtual reality and for anyone who may not know kind of hard to believe anyone who may not but hey whatever <laughs> virtual reality you know you wear that headset these weird goggles you can't really see through them but inside is a video game and you're immersed in the actual environment so it feels like you're in you know i sound very cheesy trying to explain this i'll just get into the uh, into the conversation that we had uh but a word of warning yeah um my audio is a little bit clipped it's a little bit loud my my apologies for that and you also hear my phone ring and maybe noises coming from outside of my window it's very intensely humid to today so i had to keep my windows open and you hear and you hear birds and you might hear cars and such but it's all good okay would you guys like to introduce yourselves let's start with the st- student uh yes
1: yeah, so um so my name's uh Carith. um i'm um i'm currently a student at the uh, party trent university um and i'm studying a um, medical product t- design
0: and the so what are you an advisor <laughs> the other guy the other guy the other guy sorry <laughs> i'm trying to be funny grant can you hear me
2: oh sorry i, I, was, I, <laughs> I was lost in your um in the sense of our humor um, um my name is grant meredith and i'm a researcher and an academic from federation university australia and um i guess my 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 major is actually gaming but um i do a little bit of uh work in the virtual reality and s- simulation for healthcare
0: and full disclosure, Grant is a former guest on Studying is Cool and a former good friend of mine. Former good friend. And I'm really, um, I'm really intrigued by what technology can do. Not just from the VR that we're about to talk about, but uh, the fact that Grant is in Australia and uh, right now, and Gareth is in the UK right now, and I'm in in uh, Canada. So. Kind of cool, yay, yay me. Um, in any case, so virtual reality and uh, can you can you give can you give a brief summary of what uh, of what this exciting project or thesis? Well, I don't know what the term is. Never finished university, so pardon me. <laughs> I believe this is your master's thesis.
1: Um, yes. Um, so, um, so uh, so I'm currently researching into a virtual. Reality exposure therapy. Um, so exposure therapy is um, basically of exposing some, um, someone to something that they fear. So it could be uh, public speaking, uh, an interview, um, talking to your boss. Uh, um, but then when you include uh, virtual reality um it includes um um it then produces a uh an immersive i mean high where the person can be uh safe within the virtual reality so the person is basically being exposed to the situation but they're not actually there so it feels as if um it, it feels as if they are there but they're not
0: Hmm, cool. So um, so I could see where this could fit in when it comes to, uh, I guess a speech therapy scenario or even practicing um, different speaking situations.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so uh, it's actually been quite a lot of interest, um, especially in virtual reality recently. Um, as it's a very uh, upcoming technology mm-hmm. um, and uh, offering uh, something extra to um, uh, t- to uh, speech therapy um, can give someone a, a different technique to practice um, and uh, and as i said um, a totally safe in five it as well
0: so would the speech now i'm not sure if it's too soon to um expect um artificial intelligence in the equation um are the situations presented so far in in this in in the speech therapy or the stuttering vr i guess 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 i'll call it um are they record like are they pre recorded so to speak (laughs) or Or is it kind of like a video game? Depending on what your results are, does it kind of change what will happen next? I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, let's say there's a scenario that you're uh, practicing a job interview um, setting uh, and the person, and so so the VR is actually asking you, tell me a bit about yourself, and then you stutter through it. And does the does does the video game, so to speak, um, choose? Okay, am I gonna react negatively to this person stuttering? Am I gonna react positive? Does 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 it work that way?
1: Um, well, um, it uh, it all depends what the person who's cr- creating it has ch- chosen to do. Whether they've <clears throat> chosen to include pre-recorded situation whether if they create a totally virtual environment um if it's just a automatic simulation, um or perhaps the person um who, who's observing <clears throat> um the individual may have some kind of an influence on on what um, um of, <laughs> The exposure therapy is next so they could choose the outcomes um possibly the uh, difficulties as well
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse, excuse me excuse <laughs> me so what have you found out so far in in uh, your thesis um
1: so um my uh work at which is still under development mm. um i started it as part of my uh, undergraduate to, to agree, um where I used uh, a Samsung Gear VR, which um, basically is a virtual reality headset, which chooses a um, mobile phone. Um, mm-hmm. So it's only got a certain amount of power to it. Um, and from the testing that I did with that uh, headset, um, some of the participants showed um, a t- decrease uh, in levels of anxiety um, and also uh, they improved their fluency as well. Um, and there has been a lot of other research into virtual reality exposure therapy um, where people have shown that it can decrease levels of anxiety anxiety provoking situations um so this year i'm using a uh, a, a virtual reality headset which um which uh, has i tracking within the headset oh, wow. so you can you can track where the person uh, is looking within the virtual environment so they can interact with the scene um which um, obviously because a lot of people who stutter can sometimes close their eyes, look at their eyes, or have their eyes fixed on a person' uh, place. the old headset, you couldn't see their eyes. Um, however, now uh, I'm um, I'm uh, aiming to um, to include that into the search to inspire so I'm currently creating the scene for for the stage that I'm at right now. Um and I should have um something created in a few months, hopefully. Wow. As yeah. long as I don't come across any bad bad kind of uh, <laughs> hurdles. Yeah. Um so I should get to a okay stage in a few months' time.
0: Nice. Grant, as he fact as I, I kept saying, faculty advisor. I I know that's not the right term. As the advisor, whatever the term is. <laughs> your thoughts? I've actually got a, I've actually got a question
2: for um Gareth if I can. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, find, I find it to Gareth how you're doing the tracking eyes, which is interests me because your project is initially looking at um anxiety levels. So what is the connection between tracking the eyes and possibly lowering a person's anxiety. Like is there some sort of a link there? Like why go on, why look at both of those areas for?
0: And how do you know it's not a secondary? <laughs>
1: okay, right. <laughs> um, yes, so often people who are socially anxious also have quite had eye contact um which is similar to uncle uh, with autism um so we we share similar traits where where we have quite um quite oh like i don't want to say bad eye contact but eye contact isn't as as well, i'm trying to think of the word as connective as people who don't uh have social anxiety um so so yeah like i um, mean it does um uh, in um but obviously with people who stutter um they close their eyes flicker their eyes um and um have their eyes fixed in a certain place I and mean, it's not the same for all people who stutter like um Hera. here are who have very, who have very eye, um, who have very good eye contact, who stutter. Uh, um, so I'm hoping to to analyze these like case behaviors and see if they can be improved. Um, so I'm taking it a step at a time and seeing if it works out, and then hopefully taking it to the uh, next stage.
2: Wow. So so what interests me, Gareth, is um, how are you going to measure whether or not these skills are usable in the real world? Like um, there's the cl- um, clinical tests and settings. Will, will you then also do tests outside of these areas to test, to see if a person's eye um, gazing is actually really changed um, or not, or if their stress levels are actually going down, if they're actually becoming more socially confident?
1: Yeah, so it is something that I would uh, like to to do, but um, because this is part of my uh, master's, um, so I've only got a small amount of time, um, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to... I don't want to give myself too much work, and then I, I don't mm. to uh, finish it. Um, it's something which I would like to do, but I don't have enough time right now. Um, mm. So possibly in a PhD stage, or if I carried the research on further, which I would really like to do. Um, so yeah, yeah, like I would um, like to see if if the if the participants can <laughs> relate. I case behaviors um, learned in the method of exposure therapy into of real life situation, which would obviously be great. Very good, very good. Hey,
2: um, Daniel, I- I'll just say like um, virtual reality at the moment is very exciting, Daniel, for a number of reasons. And one of the reasons is actually cost because the um, cost of it's actually going um, down more. Mm-hmm. There's more devices now which can easily use some sort of virtual reality in mean, environment um, as opposed to the 80s when it was, you know, obscenely expensive, huge gear and more of a industry-led thing and probably actually more um, military military-led
0: actually. And the graphics um, sucked. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they were very vector sort of, you know, box based based. We've
0: got
2: got (laughs) (laughs) consumer level hardware. We've we've also got software platforms which can enable people to more swiftly make things too. you you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to be a stereotypical nerd expert in the area and having to know how to code everything either. Um Mm -hmm. so it's actually very exciting early times. Um it'd be interesting to see where all healthcare basically takes it yeah. um and actually we're seeing a lot more industries now interested in it because yeah. it's becoming a viable option and the um yeah. gaming industry is actually probably leading it you know, yeah. they're actually pushing it um their tech tech technology uh, changes push everything else um, yeah
0: yeah i mean even um you know google you know, a few years ago released the cardboard the cardboard one Where you Mm -hmm. just slide your uh, smartphone in, which is what Gareth had to mention. Is that your goal with with uh, or or guess your hopes or your dreams? Where this kind of technology for uh, stuttering uh, can lead to? Sorry, so um, is
1: my goal to?
0: Is this? um, I guess. Guess what I'm trying to ask is. um, where do you see this this um, where do you see stuttering and virtual reality uh, heading in the future um, like if um, everything goes right <laughs> no, you know okay. you have your phd so, thesis it's done it's you <laughs> and all that stuff where yeah. do you see it going you know
1: so um, hopefully in um, um, hopefully it would be uh, implemented uh, into um, into speech therapy. Um, I'm not saying that it should be implemented into all speech therapy, um, but uh, it should be there so that people can uh, have an option Um, and hopefully it does work um, because obviously with normal exposure therapy, um, it's very intimidating. A lot of people don't really like to go um, straight up Uh, um, into the exposure therapy so I do hope that virtual reality can be there so that people have the option Um, Mm -hmm. and hopefully it does uh, work within speech therapy Um, but also virtual reality um, it doesn't uh, really stop in speech therapy Um, it can go into schools um to uh help out kids you can go into uh companies to um to improve um their 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 uh, their uh, public speaking like it's got it's got so many things mm-hmm. can do. wow wow
0: very very nice has a quite a wide uh application yeah everything
2: Oh, definitely, Dan. And like um, Gareth said, I, I see it as um, not replacing speech um, therapy in any shape or oh. form. I think the speech um, therapists present um, strategies and, and um, ways of actually managing speech and um, con, con crawling speech. Tools like this in environments basically basically supplement that. Mm. Um, it's still like, it's still the early days. So we have to test and we have to validate and we have to test again and validate more and keep on pushing and pushing. So it's gonna take time. It's, it's not one of those quick uh, yeah. fixes uh, um, because we we don't want to get it wrong, <laughs> you know, and we don't, we don't want to falsely claim things. Um, Like for, for example, one of the dangers in my mind is um, there has to be a therapist there or a peer of some form because even if we're in a virtual environment what if for the client they have negative experiences in the virtual environment over and over and over again and they're not getting anything positive ever. but that's where you need somebody else to actually intervene to try to get them back on onto the right mm. the path too yeah um it's a long way from being a standalone yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. okay Anything else before we wrap up?
2: I got um, lots more to say. What, what, you do? You've only been talking for a couple of minutes. My God! <laughs> the L- my the floor is expensive. yours. I um, <laughs> okay, claim um,
0: Because ideas. I'm all out of questions. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into gaming or VR. So my questions have all been high level stuttering. So. I'm glad Grant is here, because he's a video t- game nerd with a Big Pong I'll t- collection.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you a, a few observational stories. So, of, Grant, of my- take
0: over the show. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: okay, sorry, sorry. No, no, because this <laughs> kind of ties into things, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, when I first developed um, Sir Nariade, mm-hmm. a person who stutters actually called me up because they... I think they heard about it through some sort of um, friend, um, friends' circle. For and those
0: who mean for listeners who may not know what Scenariate is, can, can you explain?
2: Scenario Aid now is an online, um, video-based scenario. Oh, geez, um, scenario tool with about a hundred different scenarios for people who started, and for people who don't also actually work through type of work on their speech or possibly even yeah. social. Confidence mm. actually becoming more and more used by people with um, brain injuries. Actually, actually, mm. um, but the, the story like I, I don't. It, it was an early indicator. So this person who stutters came to see me actually on a, um, a campus. They just wanted wanted to know what I was actually working on, and confident person smiles. Um, I could not detect any stuttering, you know, and I've got a pretty hmm. good stutter radar. I sat them down, showed them one single video clip. I looked over, and the person was was actually white, shaking. Oh wow! They they had not. It was just they had in their mind the actual premise of this is a job interview, and they started ah. actually stuttering. Yeah. Um, so that, that to me was just a early kind of an observational clue that we could possibly virtually nerd, um, nerd, virtually nerd trigger mm. anxiety levels and sort of apprehension of fear, which is actually close to the real thing. Another one was, um, we were doing some work in the Oculus Rift, uh, oh. last year and we, sh- and we showed a very simple, um, phobia-based experience because most of them aren't um, most of what they call games in virtual reality aren't actually games they're actually just experiences so this is where um you're in an office your hand is on the office desk and then various things in the room happen normally connected to various um fears and this person's went into the virtual world was at the desk and a virtual spider started to walk on the, on the um the table now we're not talking a highly intricately modeled spider it's, it's actually a pretty average looking spider person instantly screams <laughs> sweats and again that's one of the triggers where in some people we can we can at least anecdotally or observationally say that it does influence those um phobias and oh. uh, and uh, fears um uh, 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 gareth have you ever experienced anything like uh, that like i've seen lots of people on the um roller coaster um sims actually mm. get get scared of um heights very very quickly actually
1: yeah yeah so um had i uh, tested out my pre- previous work um even though it's it was only on the uh, Samsung Gear VR. Um, um, a lot of the participants did say that they, um, that they felt as though they were actually there and as if the scene was real, as if the people was real. Um, I read some research um, from, it's quite some, it must be about 10 or so years ago. So when the technology wasn't quite there, um and even then even with quite unrealistic uh quite unrealistic uh avatars uh in the scene um people still felt uh quite anxious um so it is incredibly I mean, interesting how how much of an um how much of an influence virtual reality uh can uh have on someone and for a lot of people they've not actually tried virtual reality because it is quite new um but as soon as they do try it um people then begin to understand that it does feel real
2: oh definitely sorry gareth yeah um i'm actually in the the very very early stages working with the um nursing school here to develop um well to To develop and try to test a very simple scenario based um, in a men's um, toilets, and that's to battle. um, Now, don't actually laugh, but evidently there's a huge problem with um, men not being able to pee in a um, toilet with um, other men actually actually there. So we're we're in the very very early stages of of actually planning a sort of experiment where we build a um, a virtual scenario of a lavatory with other men actually
0: in there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's some sort of an issue. Yes, Daniel? I could probably use that because at my work, I kid you not, the urinals <laughs> are, so, are too close together. So when I walk in, and if I see someone using it, it's like I gotta walk out because I just can't. It's like so awkward. <laughs> so I'm one of those people that could probably be a test subject. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I thought that it was a, a, a piece of an age thing. Oh um, what? Oh be-
0: what? I couldn't am hear. I
1: and I, I said I thought it was a, a piece of an. Uh, a a of an
0: uh, an, uh, an
2: age thing. Probably. <laughs> it might be so. It's not actually my, my um area, Gareth. So, but I think <laughs> I think we're we're toying with creating a three sixty um video actually instead of a oh, wow. um like a software built mm-hmm. in. Environment first, um, just because it's easier to actually set up, and you can get real actors in there actually fairly fast. Oh, Wow, interesting. Mm. But uh, Gareth, what uh, what do you see as the future of virtual reality for healthcare in
1: any shape or form? Copycat. One hundred,
2: let's say fifty years down the down the road, Gareth.
1: Fifty years. Um, that's a that's a very long
0: time. Um, that's when the robots take over
1: yeah so (laughs) like it was only what 30 years ago when um, like even the simplest things were made Um, so 50 years um, I really do not know Um, it's very hard to it's very hard to think probably it would be into holograms like I, I honestly
2: to not know. It's one of those um. What's it? What's that noise, Daniel? There's oh. some sort of phone ringing noise.
0: Ah uh, shoot! I thought I was on me, me, me mute. Yeah, it was actually my phone <laughs> ringing, but I put my microphone on uh, mute. But I guess it wasn't working. <laughs> sorry about that yeah,
2: um, I, Gareth, it I, I guess it's one of those, um <laughs> it's one of those areas where we hope it advances but sometimes we don't know how much of a fad it actually is or you know what kind of a waves it'll, yeah. it'll actually go in will it actually peak for for a while and then go off into obscurity and then peak again you know um mm it's a very interesting times because as you said, there's other tech uh, analogies there too. Um, and there's also different types of um, a virtual reality. Um, possibly augmented reality might also be a a um a viable option too, um, where possibly there's visual cues at times for certain actions and different things. Um, it's very interesting
1: times, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Like. Um um t- today uh i actually watched a ted talk uh where um where um uh, where um where uh, elon uh, musk was talking about the future of his technologies and even he was saying that it doesn't mean that um his um his technologies will he'll keep increasing and will keep improving. Sometimes technology comes to a halt, Mm. and then it gets picked up later on in the the future. Like, Mm. for example, virtual reality has been around for many years, Um, but it's only now that the technology is good enough for it to come out um, into the public. For it to be improved and for other things to be implemented within the uh, virtual reality headsets, so I do hope that it does have a future. Um, mm. I guess we'll have to see.
2: Yeah, I think um, um Daniel touched upon artificial in, uh, intelligence earlier too, which um is will, will be an in- in- interesting area because um. Like with the stuff that you're working on, Gareth, for a narrative experience to be able to, to adapt and change without any um, external user in input is probably the way to, the way to actually go. Um, actually we, we had an interesting discussion in my school last year. Um, we had a person from the Australian Stuttering Research um, Centre actually come and we were discussing how to artificially model a uh, stutter. So um, Ooh. how does a machine know when a person's stuttering, you know, what is a stutter and what's not? And it's actually difficult. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 at the moment, I think there are some early studies, but very, very difficult to actually model a um, stutter. And the interesting thing which came out of that discussion was not necessarily how to model or identify a stutter. But if you model a stutter, how do you know when to stop a stutter? What actually stops stuttering, you know? Um, That's interesting. So kind of, yeah, so it's easy to create a, a virtual character who possibly virtually stutters, but what triggers him to stop stuttering? Mm. <laughs> so yeah. it, ties back, it ties back to the, um, um, the therapy line of thinking also. What causes stuttering, and, and in a sense, and what actually stops it? <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like you're talking about um, the artificial intelligence um, understanding when a mm. stutter happens, mm. um, there's a lot of factors that the artificial intelligence would have mm. to take in. Like, um, they it would have to it uh, would have to scan. The facial impression, mm. obviously, in voice recognition, uh, I case behaviors. There's all sorts of factors that do play uh, into account for people who stutter, and not everyone will have the same uh, behaviors as uh, as each other. Um, and maybe someone may be appear to be stuttering, but they're just trying to think of a word. Um, mm. So obviously. That would be very hard to do. Um, I think it would be possible uh, with 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 the right amount of work. Um, but yeah, like obviously it's a lot of work, but I think it would be possible.
0: Mm. I think it could start with uh, programming the VR to understand or the AI to understand that, um, or the VR character that it it. It should be stuttering on its own name. It will stutter every time it wants to order food. <laughs> and it will have a great time at a stuttering conference. <laughs> Easy peasy. Oh, I should get into this industry.
2: But Daniel, a, it, it'll have to be programmed so that at a stuttering conference, it doesn't stutter, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it goes,
0: darn it. Here's my chance to stutter. But. Imagine
2: this Daniel imagine this technology, right mm-hmm. some sort of technology which amplifies your speech and basically um uh, outwardly projects Your speech uh, after you've spoken like a microsecond after you've spoken and it removes all the stuttering for you.
0: I Think someone's How's working that? on that. Yes, someone is working on that. Is it? Yes. I got an email from a research student, yeah. In That's fact, true? they never replied to my reply. <laughs> something about that. Uh, well, yeah, yeah.
2: I will climb it. Okay.
0: Tough. Too bad. Here. It's all. It's uh, already been claimed.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, I've also um something um something which a few um people um. Have been saying recently is um they've been saying that virtual reality um is a cure but um it's not it's not something which we're it's not something which we're uh aiming it to be like of course it would be um it would be a creative there was p, p option above a cure but Right now, we're not trying to find a cure uh, within virtual reality. We're only trying to use virtual reality as a treatment um, mm. for people who stutter to better prepare them for situations that um 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 cut our real life uh, situations. Um, so yeah, like I just wanted to say that because I've because I've had a few um. Passages in the past um, about that kind of mm. uh, area.
0: Yeah, I oh, can. Yeah.
2: Sorry,
0: no, sorry.
2: No, no, sorry, uh, go Daniel. ahead. No, I was gonna gonna say, Daniel. Um, 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 Gareth. Sorry. Um, yep. Yeah, and I think that's one of our responsibilities as, as being um, researchers is to make sure that um that we don't promote these sort of our uh, um false hopes. Actually, right. um. Um, like um, often when I'm talking to to media, for example, they talk about the cure. I'm like, no, 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 no. As far as we know, there there is no cure. You know, they're they're trying to understand exactly what actually causes it for most people, but we're way, way off anywhere yeah, yeah. And, and really... it's not
1: our um, areas either. So you know, yeah, exactly. Like um, and. Um, especially as I've had a lot of stuff in the press recently, it's been very hard to stop um, stop the press from saying that I'm trying to find a cure. Um, because of course, a lot of um, a lot of the press are always trying to make the story their uh, own. Yeah. Um, so it is very hard for us to stop people from saying that we're trying to find a cure, but. Mm yeah like uh we're trying
0: our best to stop them from saying it yeah i'm afraid uh, we'll never get away from that that whole c word um yeah cuz i can't imagine how virtual reality can cure a biological thing but now we're really getting into what's going to happen yeah. 50 years from now can we actually <laughs> connect it to our tissues and such that's gross but yeah <laughs> That's oh, wow. scary, yeah, we become cyborgs, maybe, <laughs> no, maybe that's the cure, right It also starts it with does. with the letter c, so, yeah, yeah, not really, yeah <laughs> now, do I have my permission now to say so anything else before you wrap up <laughs>
2: uh? <laughs> uh... I'll say, I saw Gareth <laughs> – what are you laughing for? Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's my job to talk, Daniel. I, okay. I'll we'll talk. <laughs> I have to say, I saw Gareth do his um, presentation last year at the British Stammering Association conference, and I thought he did a
1: very good job and it was very exciting stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, like, um, so it was actually at a very early stage uh, of my research – um and it was the first time that i would really been in front of that many people who stutter um especially in front of researchers preaching the language therapists um and um i had a lot of feedback um and i've improved a lot of my research since since then um so i'm hoping that i um, i'm hoping that in my research uh, I can improve it a lot before getting my masters and then hope to carry it on in the future so that you can hopefully aim to benefit people who started. Nice.
2: You know, I, I thought Gareth did it incredibly well. He, um, he took that brave step of um, putting himself up uh, for s- scrutiny. And he was able to answer most of his questions well. And he was taking on the feedback actually fairly strongly too. So it was great. Nice. Great stuff. Great job. And I will talk for um, Gareth now.
0: <laughs> I, Just don't I, I finish a, his a, sentences.
2: association conference and I saw this, this, um, the grand <laughs> grand this one of the best <laughs> keynote speeches I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
1: yeah like it was a very good talk it was a very good talk thank um, you, thank you. <laughs> and it was strange to meet someone from from um obviously so, so far across the world mm. um and and um very strange uh because i'd actually looked at a lot of uh trance of p search um Before I went to the um, the um, national conference, Um, so yeah, like it was very it it was a very uh, nice experience, really. It was good. Yeah, and there was like a lot of um, and um, the whole conference was was um, very nice to see to see uh, all of those people who stutter. All the researchers, all the speech and language therapists talking about people who started, basically. Um, so it was very uplifting. And for uh, us uh, researchers, we can sometimes have a tough times with our research. Um, it can be very t- 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 team horrorizing sometimes. But those kind of conferences, hearing <laughs> the feedback, um it's what makes us push uh forward so yeah yeah it's great very
0: cool very cool well thank you gareth thank you grant it's been a pleasure (laughs) uh, chatting with you guys on uh, (laughs) vr which i knew nothing about nothing i tell you except for google cardboard thing That some people show me and I said, but why would you put your phone so close to your eyes? I don't get it. That's all. (laughs) I don't have many friends. That's all. (laughs) No, just joking. (laughs) And that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Gareth and Grant about, well, virtual reality and stuttering. What What are your thoughts? I would love to hear from you, especially in audio form. We all have smartphones now and they all come with voice memo apps so why don't you record maybe two or three minutes to let me know what you uh, what you think and email it to coolstutter at gmail.com and in the meantime I want to let you know that this episode has been brought to you by my book Stuttering is Cool a guide to stuttering in a fast talking world. It contains all of my tips and tricks and experiences and basically it's a a survival guide to dealing with stuttering in a variety of speaking situations like job interviews and dating and inquisitive toddlers and such like that details on how to order exclusively directly by me which means you can even ask me to sign it if you like <laughs> at stuttering is i will have links to scenariade which grant had mentioned in this episode on well on the on the website Stuttering is stuttering school under podcast look for episode 209 and you'll have it there or just type scenariade in google you'll find it there until then well thank you for listening and may your stirring always be with confidence ciao